Next on BYUSN, T-minus one day to BYU spring scrimmage. What are we interested to see during tomorrow's events? Plus, who is the new BYU football radio analyst? We'll tell you who it is, and he joins the program. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, March 30th. I am Spencer Linton, he is Jerem Jordan, and as you can tell, we're very excited about Major League Baseball opening day. Yes, we are. Uh, you know, Orioles coming off a really nice year where there was yeah. a lot of improvement. Uh, I saw the Orioles play the Mariners last year in Seattle. It was fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be an improved year for the Orioles. It's exciting. And then the Mariners actually have expectations to They went to the, the playoffs, playoffs last I know, year. went to game three. It was amazing. That's where I bought the uh, Julio jersey. So let's go, baby. Uh, it's opening day, and it's a fun six-month journey. And... Uh, Hopefully it yields improvement for both our teams. Yeah. For me, that hopefully is a World Series championship. We actually feel like we got a shot. <laughs> Last year was like, just end the drought, make the playoffs. That was amazing. Uh, so exciting. So, yeah, let's go, baby. Our good friend Brandon Crow, one of our producers, said, the next presidential candidate that makes Major League Baseball opening day a national holiday, he's got my vote. He's got a vote. Doesn't matter and party. Just if he makes that a holiday, he's got my it's vote. It's like in high school when it's like the kid that says, oh, yeah, I'll get Coke uh, out of the drinking fountains. Yeah, it's like, can that realistically happen? <laughs> that would be fun. Okay, here's what's on today's show. What are you most interested in seeing in tomorrow's spring football scrimmage? Will weigh in. Chase Roberts weighs in. Some interesting stuff there. The new football radio analyst is announced. And we'll join us. We'll tell you who it is in just a second. And uh, what do we like about an early bowl projection in the Big 12? And setter Heath Hughes on the resurgent volleyball team and matches with USC tonight and tomorrow. He will join us in studio. But first, here are today's headlines. Beginning with BYU football, spring practices continuing yesterday and following yesterday's session. Wide receiver Cody Epps on what he enjoys most about quarterback Keaton Slovis. The thing that I appreciate most and love the most about the way he approaches the game is everything is with intent and with intensity. So whether it's in meetings, whether it's on the field, he's always asking how could he have done better, what was he looking at, what, it, what how could he have changed the look or, or changed the throw and things of that nature. And then in film, he's always trying to dial into the small intricacies and the details of the offense. So I mean, it, it, it's just so fun to be around him and talk ball with him on a consistent basis and watch him make crazy throws. So the word I take from all of that is surgical, and that is what Keaton Slovis is trying to become, a quarterback surgeon. Practice continues tomorrow. Of course, you can watch that scrimmage live on BYU TV at 5 Eastern. Hans Olsen is the new BYU football radio analyst. Olsen played for BYU from 1996 to 2000, is a co-host with Scott Gerard on Hans and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We'll chat with Hans in the next segment. I think he is the absolute best pick for this that was available. Congratulations to Hans, and congratulations to all of us, because we're going to have a fun time with Greg and Hans and Mitchell this season. Listen, I'm just happy that BYU got a former Arena Football League starter. That's what they were really looking right? for. That's what they that needed. That fact didn't That's make the That's what they needed. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, BYU men's volleyball. Still doing work at home where they have been literally unbeatable this season. Hosting number 11 USC tonight, 9 Eastern. USC riding a four-game losing streak. BYU hoping to make it five straight. The Cougars have won 26 straight at home against the Trojans. Go back to 96, bro. Wow. You can watch that live on BYU TV or the BYU TV app. BYU baseball on the road for a three-game series at Gonzaga tonight, 9 Eastern time on the BYU radio app. BYU Gymnastics. 
had their season come to a close yesterday afternoon in Los Angeles mm. during regional competition, falling in a head-to-head play-in scenario against Boise State. The Broncos put up one of their best scores of the season. BYU just not quite good enough. Anissa Alvarado, Elise Rollins, Kylie Quinto, and Sydney Benson all advancing to the second day of competition as individual competitors, however. Track and field concluded day one of fourth. The Texas Relays Decathlon highlighted by uh, sophomore Ben Barton, who took first in the 400 with a 47-32 new PR, second in the 100 long jump and high jump. Dallin Vorkink took third in the shot foot as part of the decathlon as well. Another tournament for BYU softball. They're back on the road today, and uh, the challenge is mighty. 12th ranked LSU, game time set for 7 Eastern. BYU 15-7 this season, looking for a signature victory. Men's tennis is home after eight straight road matches, longest stretch away since 2006. It's Cougars host number 20, Stanford, trying to replicate what happened in football at the BYU indoor courts today, right after the show. BYU women's golf wrapping up play at the Anue Anue Spring Break Classic in Hawaii. BYU finishes sixth, led by Alicia Maymateo, who finished tied for ninth individually at three under par. Men's golf will tee it up today for the Goodwin Tournament at Stanford Golf Course. 28 team field, including top programs such as Georgia Tech, Oklahoma, and Stanford. You know what? We're talking top programs. Let's throw BYU into and the mix Brigham as well. Come on. Young. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Here's an experienced guy that's been there and done it before. And with Aaron Roderick's creativity, and Epps, and Hall, and Roberts, and Rex, and company, the sky's the limit. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Tomorrow we get a good look at BYU football, nearing the end of their spring practices as we take on the spring scrimmage. Not a game, not a game, it's the spring scrimmage. Thank you, Brother Iverson. <laughs> what are you most interested in watching and seeing tomorrow during BYU football's publicized live on BYU TV scrimmage? Uh, whether it's going to snow. Uh, no, oh, just man. kidding. Uh, right? The number one thing for me is uh, Keaton Slovis. I am excited to see Keaton Slovis in action. We've been watching in the media availability at practice, but it's an opportunity for everyone to see what uh, he can do. Certainly he needs to be good because BYU is coming off of Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall. Um, you hope that he's improved because uh, the last four years uh, he has uh, decidedly been worse in passer efficiency. I think that 160-plus is the goal for him. Okay. And you look back at his last four years. Uh, he goes 127 last year at Pitt. That's not good. 133 at, in 21, not good either. 2021, 44 is fine. But his freshman year, he was really good. 167.6. He had two NFL receivers. Uh, more than that, I think. Like, it was awesome, right? Um, now, does he have two NFL receivers here? We'd like to think so at some point, but who knows? Um, Aaron Roderick has done an excellent job with the final season of each of his last two quarterbacks as well. 2022 with Jaron Hall was a 160.8. That was 12th in the country. And then in 2020, Zach Wilson's uh, numbers were ridiculous. Number two pick, 196.4 was the BYU record. It was second in the country. If I had to look at any number, it would be pass efficiency because it takes into account everything. My hope is that Keaton Slovis can be a 160-plus guy. He will throw more picks than these two did, though. But he's going to find the middle of the field perhaps a little bit better than those two did, per John Beck, mm -hmm. talking to mm -hmm. uh, you and us, right? So I'm excited to see Keaton. And you chatted with Chase Roberts. This conversation will air perhaps next week or perhaps online. But Chase Roberts 
um, answered the question you asked him, which is, what's the difference between Jaron Hall and Keaton Slovis? Here's what he said. What Keaton does so great is his accuracy. And Jaron was so athletic, he could move and, and you know, had those, those, you know, the big burst of, you know, speed. Um, whereas Keaton can kind of chill and, like, just you trust him with his pinpoint accuracy. I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, run your route right um, and kind of a little more, I guess, a little more freedom uh, to, to move around. You know he's going to put it in the right spot, even if you're covered. Um, a little bit and don't get get off cleanly that he'll he'll put that ball right where you need it to So I guess that's the little change that I've seen look at the way he smiles when he's, he says he'll put that ball right there He's excited. I think Keaton Slovis is more like John Beck than certainly Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall were different styles of play But when you bring in a guy that's a 66% passer, he's like 23 yards away from 10k yards 68 touchdown passes. I am very excited and uh, for Aaron Roderick to get the opportunity to work with Keaton and see what he can do. And obviously my excitement kind of bleeds into the season, but tomorrow I'm very excited to watch Keaton Slovis in Lavelle Edwards Stadium as the BYU quarterback. Like if you had told us this five months ago, I would have thought you were nuts. The BYU would get Keaton Slovis. This is awesome. Let's say that Keaton Slovis just hits his career averages and you divide those yards by three seasons. That's 3,300 yards. And you're, do, you're doing three even though he's played four? Yeah, that, well, 2020, I'm kind of not counting because they played like they six, played games, like six games, right? It just, yeah. it, it's kind of a weird deal. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing taking it based eight, on, yeah, taking it based on like three full seasons. But even if we did include those six games, like it doesn't dilute it that much. They still throw him for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I do want it to be a little bit better than that, though. Sure. Right? Like, mm -hmm. if Keaton Slovis can go for 3,400 or 3,500 yards. That'd be a big number. And 25 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. That's what Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson have done so well and did so well at BYU was take care of the ball. They just did not make a lot of mistakes through the air. Keaton Slovis, like, I, I, I'm with you. I think he's a little bit more of a risk taker because he is surgical and he is a precision passer. more touchdowns. You know what I mean? It's, that's it's the, the Ty Detmer end. factor. Ty Detmer was that guy that's like, all time leading I, think I, can, I think I can make that throw. Yeah. Right? It's going to pay off, and then it will come back to bite you. You times. may have two picks, but you might have five touchdown passes. Yes. I'm very excited to watch Keaton execute the offense, lead the charge. I don't know how much of a script uh, he is going to have. Maybe Aaron Roderick lets him kind of just do his thing on a drive or two where he's calling all the plays and he's making switches at the lines. I'm interested to watch that. Like, how much freedom does Keaton Slovis have in tomorrow's scrimmages? Can I answer that for you? Sure. BYU ain't going to show much. <laughs> BYU does not want opposing teams to look at this and know what they're doing. So I certainly, imagine... Certainly, they're not going to like throw out new stuff. Right, but, but I imagine it will be somewhat bland. Do they let him run a two-minute drill is what I'm saying? And, like, just, like, perhaps calling I plays. Just, if I'm BYU, I'm not giving away much, right? Um, yeah. So it, it, this is going to be more about the backups. I'm excited to watch Keaton for sure. But I, 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 if you're expecting, like, exactly what BYU is going to no, do no, in game no. three at Arkansas, no. I don't think BYU is going to show much in the first two games, to be honest. They don't have you. to. They shouldn't have to. I, I think we won't see the true BYU offense until, like, game three. Okay. Against I, Cincinnati on a Friday night at home. Game four? Is that game? Yeah, because game, game three is Arkansas. Game three of Big 12. Oh, gotcha. Game of, three of the Big game, 12 The first slate? two games, yeah. No, Arkansas, BYU starts to roll it out. Kansas, you start to roll it out more. Cincinnati, now it's like, okay, we're full bore. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, there will be wrinkles for sure. Because you have to evolve. You can't go all in and every team knows everything you do. You have to evolve. Hey, I think we're all clearly excited to see what Jay Hill's going to do on defense. Absolutely. They might not show much, but they should show at least the base, right? Mm -hmm. At least the base. Let's show a little something. And some aggression. So I want to see Keaton Slovis in the offense, albeit missing some key parts at receiver, but, you know, whoever they roll out there against this new-look defense. And Chase told me yesterday as well that the energy of the new staff on the defensive side of the ball is now transcending into the offensive side of the ball and raising the level of competition. Listen to this. I think it's been coming a lot from the new coaching staff on defense and um, just bringing that fire every day. And it rolls over into, into the offense as well. When we see them coming at us, bringing you know, those blitzes and being physical, then, then we, we come back with that physicality and we want to make plays and, and show them you know, who's, you know, who's on the right side of the ball, right? So um, it's been fun and there's been a lot of intensity and, and I love, love it. He specifically mentioned Eddie Heckard. He was like, that dude is super physical and really, really fun and a challenge to play against. That's great. And I love that Eddie Heckard was, was mentioned because... That is the most BYU name of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that he referenced him individually because he's the new guy. Yeah. But he's already making impact you know, a couple of months in. And we're hearing the same things yep. from Keaton Slovis. Like, these are all good signs. We won't really know until the games start. Right. But it's fun to speculate, like, hey, these guys are going to make an immediate impact on BYU football. I don't think Aaron Roderick feels like he has to make any kind of statement tomorrow. Um, but I do feel like Jay Hill probably feels that a little bit, mm. where he's like, you know what, I need to give him a taste. You've shown up at my new restaurant. Let me give you a little bit of an appetizer. It's not the opening quite yet. I'm not going to give you a full you know, entree here, but let me give you just a, just a little something it's an appetizer. to tease you. Yeah. I think that will happen defensively tomorrow, where we'll see, oh, that's different. I'd love to see uh, Isaiah Banya a little bit. Um, is Tyler Batty improved? Now, there are certain dudes who are hurt who will not participate tomorrow. Let's just name a couple of them. Aiden Robbins still getting back from a wrist injury. Cody Epps. Ma uh, Cody Epps. Max Tooley and Ben Bywater are out. So there are opportunities for other guys. Will the BYU secondary dominate? Oh, let's have this discussion. Tomorrow, I don't want either side of the ball to have been dominant. I want balance. Okay. I agree with Thanos only on the balance tomorrow, not his general philosophy. But the idea of balance is good. If the defense dominates, it's like, well, what's wrong with the offense? If the offense dominates, well, what's wrong with the defense? I would love for us to feel like each side had some really good plays. Will we see the ones versus the ones, though? Because we could have a scenario where it's we might not. the ones on offense versus the second team defense, and the offense dominates. That's that portion, right? Well, then what? It's like, well, shouldn't they? And then we see the second team offense going against the first team defense. Yep. And the defense dominates the second. Like, Shouldn't they? Is that the balance you want? Or do you want to see balance so. ones on ones, twos on twos? Well, uh, and we're going to chat with the uh, coaches coming up here at noon and know more ahead of tomorrow. But um, I would imagine, well, we'll see if they go one on uh, ones versus ones. We'll see. I'm not sure you need that in spring ball. I don't need ones versus ones. But maybe in the first... Spring televised scrimmage ever? They're like, yeah, just give me we're one series. We're gonna suit up one just on give me, ones. Just give me one series where it's ones on the ones. ones on ones. And and uh, you know, Keaton's not gonna be able to be tackled, and you know, you'll have certain elements of this. You want to stay healthy uh, into the off season, and uh, hopefully everyone's healthy coming out of this. But it will also be a great look at what's what's this group like together. Yeah. This isn't the full BYU team, like we said. Not everyone's playing. 
There will be P5 transfers that come in after this to fill important places on this team. So this isn't um, fully the team. You know, it's probably like 78% or 87% of what BYU is going to look like. Like, it's towards that. What is this group like together? What's the energy? What's the vibe? Um, how We've been hearing about it. Now we get to see it. How, yeah, and everyone else gets to see it, right? How much does the defense overwhelm the offense with its sort of new energy and Jay Hill epitomized kind of philosophy and everything? Offensively, the BYU offense, like, you lost some weapons there. Um, you lost uh, uh, three NFL guys, maybe four or five, you know, um, with, you know, yeah. at skill positions that matter, quarterback, left tackle, running back, wide receiver. Like, what does this offense look like? We're pretty confident that it's going to be good, but we're not going to see Aiden Robbins. We won't see Cody Epps. I can't remember if Keanu Hill's competing in spring Keanu Hill's playing in spring. He okay. was yesterday anyway. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, certain guys are coming back from uh, injuries. So we'll see what this group's like. And then, yeah, Jake Retzloff is the backup quarterback. That's also important. Like, how does he look? Of course, the play yesterday that came out on social media. A little sidearm throw. little sidearm to Anthony Olsen. little tight end in the mix. Keep his name, uh, you know, in your mind there. Um, yeah, what does he look like? He's going to get a bunch of run. I would, I would think we're going to see more Jake than we see Keaton because you want to protect Keaton a little bit. So okay. We'll see. Yeah, well, you brought up the tight Kate ends. Fennigan. What does the tight end group look like tomorrow? What Outside are they... of Isaac Rex, who's showing up? Yeah, and are they going to attack the middle of the field with the tight ends? Will BYU show any of that, or is that something that they're potentially holding <laughs> for later in the season? Yes. Is it a lot of, like, uh, <laughs> wide zone uh, run? You know, they, yeah, we'll see what BYU rolls out. Oh, this is the day and age we live in. It's just, it's, but you got to be careful. There's some paranoia. Like, even I, if it's just pretty bland, I'm stoked that this is finally on TV for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I know the team has tried to protect spring ball before. We are really appreciative of the opportunity to be there tomorrow. It'll be great. It's a reason to discuss football at Lavelle Edwards we'll Stadium in late March. It's just at, nice to I'm be saying there. at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We can right? always just they're go into the show at an empty stadium, no. but it's nice when the guys are Come there. Come on. Our yeah. question of the day is this. What are you most interested to see from BYU football in tomorrow's spring scrimmage? Live on BYU TV. Coulter Gill on Twitter answers, the first time that we will see Keaton Slovis is what interests me personally. Amen. And we've seen Keaton Slovis in practice, but again, this is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Chris Wetzel answers on Twitter, on offense, I'm excited to see how Slovis and Aiden Robbins look. We're not anticipating that Aiden Robbins, Robbins is going to play. Robbins is out, recovering from a wrist injury. Yep. Then it'll be the defense as a whole. Excited to see what the new staff has implemented Ben Peterson adds on Twitter, how the new players are fitting in so far. I'm also excited to see the new defense, but my guess is they are going to keep it pretty basic. Yes. Um, but what if Eddie Heckard has like two interceptions tomorrow or something? You know, like what if... Is that balance? Is that balance? <laughs> well, it depends. Is it the third string quarterback? Uh, okay. Is it the threes? Well, you'd be okay with that. Yeah. Well... If he's I picking up Keaton Slovis twice, though... <laughs> We're going to say, eh, there's issues. But also, don't overblow one single practice in spring. That's what I'm saying. You cannot do that. No. Yeah, let's be careful here. We, here's the thing, though. Even if one side of the ball dominates tomorrow, like... No matter what happens, we will overdo it on Monday. <laughs> Overreaction Monday. No matter what. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, we got the scrimmage. We got the alumni day. We got a volleyball match tomorrow. But the first thing tomorrow is a two-hour alumni day special. Look at the lineup of this. Incredible. Holly, Keel, Jensen, Pitta, Rex, Beck, Harleen, Satake, Slovis, Paul Detmer, Algier, loaded. Let's go ahead and throw another legendary name into the mix. Hans Olsen. 
who will join us fresh off the announcement hey. that he is joining Greg Rubel in the radio booth as the BYU football radio analyst. What excites him most about his new role? Is he going to play in the alumni game tomorrow? This is BYU Sports Nation. Got a free polo, I'll tell you that. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. It is Major League Baseball opening day. We're repping our colors, but frankly, let's put that put on the back burner. Colors, man. Teal and orange. Put on the back burner for now and talk BYU football oh, wow. with one of the legends of the program. Hans Olsen yeah! is in Studio B for the first time officially as the new BYU football radio analyst. Congratulations Congrats, on the man. new gig. Appreciate it. And if I would have known you were wearing that color orange, I would have worn my sunglasses. <laughs> so bright. Ooh, that's bright. You're going to get some nice season? UV rays here. Yeah. <laughs> Hans is going to have a nice suntan after this interview. It's almost the same color as my, my, my tanner that I put on. <laughs> You're a big bronzer guy, I know. Yeah. Hey, when did this whole conversation about you potentially being the radio analyst begin? It's, I guess it's probably been about a month that we've been working through these things and uh, just had the opportunity to at least look at it and was thrilled with the prospects of it. This is so exciting because obviously you've been in radio for a long time um, with Scotty G, who we love, and yeah. you do a great job. And now doing games, you've been doing a couple games. You did some post you did like a, a couple bowl, a bowl game or a couple mm -hmm. bowl games. Getting into the game side of it, let's be honest. The reason that everything else exists besides the games is to get to the games, right? So now you're in the game game. What does it mean to be the next in line at that position where, listen, Mark Lyons had that forever. Riley did a tremendous job, and now you're the next in line. What does that mean to you? Well, it's funny. I've gone into a lot of deep thought on that. And what it means to me is representing the generation that I came through, representing the Lavelle Edwards era, representing Tom Ramage, and his amazing vision of what the defensive line should be, representing Roger French and Ken Schmidt and Brian Mitchell and that group of coaches, uh, representing the players that came through my generation, um, guys that really do deserve that recognition, and guys that are coaching, mm. uh, obviously, Justin Enna and Kalani Sataki, and really it goes down the list, Aaron Roderick, and so on. A lot of guys that, that deserve that. Uh, my goal is to represent them and try to make them proud, along with the BYU fans and, and my family. I just want to make people proud. Hans Olsen is with us on BYU Sports Nation as the new radio analyst joining Greg Rubel. What were those conversations like with Greg in, in the buildup as you were trying to figure things out? And, I mean, I know you've known Greg for a long time. He called your games in, in some yeah. part in the year 2000, right? Yeah. Okay? Or yeah. leading up to... And he was on the sideline yeah, with his like he, Batman he, he utility was, belt. He was with you. There. So what were those conversations like? Uh, well, boy, in complete honesty, it was extremely humbling. Mm. Uh, very humbling because I have not been approached by BYU often. And as you mentioned, I've been here for 16 years doing radio and been breaking down the game for a lot of years, uh, five years on a national broadcast for bowl games, as you were mentioning. So I've been around doing it a long time. And when he called, it was just this real feeling of humility wow. and just gratitude that I would be considered for something like this. You know, it's, 
I, it, I, it's emotional. I've, mm. I've fought back tears multiple times. It's, it's exciting to be in a booth that I'm so familiar with, that I played for, that I've talked about for 16 years and sat on the outside, the skirts of it, doing pre and post games. For 16 years, I've done BYU pre and post game shows. And to be brought into the booth, man, it, um, I don't share that deep of emotion very often, but fought back a lot of tears mm. during those conversations and, and gratitude to Greg. And as uh, being in this position, you are in the inner sanctum now. Like you are welcomed into, you are literally part of the team, yeah, um, which is awesome. And we're excited to get to work with you way more often, which would be great as well. Also part of the, the sort of rite of passage of becoming the analyst is taking a picture like this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this is fantastic. Greg, which oh, is man. sort of stepbrothers-ish, <laughs> which, is, which is awesome. Now you're, now you're in. And you have the same shirt on, which is the official shirt of BYU Football Radio at this point. Oh, boy. <laughs> man. That's a I, classic, an instant look, classic. You guys look great. Greg called me for the pictures. He said, hey, if you could shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> you had grown it out. It was crazy looking. Oh, man. Well, and it's not the first sort of look that we've debuted on this program like this. It's, we had, it's not. We had you and Shep. Yeah, I'll listen, we, similar one, we, we like, uh, you know, we like brotherly pictures, bro. <laughs> I think I left that day, and then later I was like, you guys did what? <laughs> oh. apparently, apparently you've deleted all those. <laughs> How will your life change now? Because you mentioned you've been doing radio for 16 years, the pre- and post-game specifically at BYU, and yeah. you've got a daily show, and you're super busy, so how will this impact your day-to-day? Not much, and that's probably why this was a good fit for me. Uh, I'm already doing a lot of video reviews, and I think people are probably familiar with some of my work. Um, They're awesome. I, I do a lot them. of football breakdowns, yeah. Yeah. and I, I do it kind of statewide. So it won't change a ton. I do a lot in uh, researching opponent, so I know who BYU's got coming up. I know the personnel so that I can talk intelligently about it on my daily show. It will include a little bit more travel, so I'll be away from the family a little bit, but as we talked to Greg and back and forth uh, with uh, Casey and others, mm -hmm. it was an open opportunity to find flights that fit so I could watch my son play in high school and watch my youngest daughter continue to play and have an opportunity to get out and see them. It'll change some of the weekend's plans, but you know, it doesn't change a lot of my life. It just adds an incredible component to it, um, a really great component to it. And I, I keep thinking about this too. I, I actually called Mark Durant. I'm like, so Mark, how do we do this thing? And Mark said, you keep your mouth shut and you don't ruin it for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. Greg is the master at this. Greg's the man. And he said, just keep your mouth shut and don't ruin it because Greg's gonna make this great. So. Excited to work with Greg, <laughs> excited to work with Mitch. I mean, these guys are high-end professionals, and I'll just do my best to stay back and, and not ruin it, just see if I can add some to it. It means in the fall you don't have to teach Sunday school. It does that. Because you won't yeah. be down yeah. six of the weeks. <laughs> yeah. Is this a bigger deal than Merrill being on, uh, you know, Little House on the Prairie? Oh, Merlin? Oh. Merlin, sorry, Merlin. Ah, uh, jeez. The legend. You know what? If... <laughs> 
I guess if I had Michael Landon in the booth with me, <laughs> then it would be. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe. Uh, no, you know, it's I. It, no, it's definitely not. He called Super Bowls, so that's legit. Yeah, he he was on. I call just wanted to bring up Little House on the Prairie. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I, we still watch reruns. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're As a kid, there. I was like, dude, there's Merlin Olson. He's on Little House on the Prairie. He also played football. <laughs> I, I was thinking of changing my my broadcast name to Jonathan Garvey, but <laughs> that is a little house reference. Nice. <laughs> Listen, this audience gets that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they old should. KBYUers. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is our version of Highway to Heaven on BYU TV. And BYU <laughs> that still airs on BYU. Yeah, <laughs> with Hansel exactly. and, <laughs> and Michael. No, got the good. Another great movie. <laughs> Let's talk spring football. Uh, we're going to get somewhat of a look at BYU tomorrow in scrimmage format. Yeah, baby. You've been around practice. You, you have an idea of yeah. the energy and the vibe that we've all been talking about. We've been to practice, but now fans are going to get to watch it live on TV. So what do, you, what do you think we're going to see actually revealed by BYU tomorrow, and what are you looking for in that format? Depending on how deep you go into the game, you'll get to really see the different defensive fronts that Jay Hill's bringing, and that's exciting. Some of the defenses that people are going to get to see, uh, the aggression on the outside and some of the things that he can do in multiple coverages and really mixing things up. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for people to see what Kelly Popinga and Justin Inna and Jay Hill and Siona Pua and General Guilford, who remains, what they do defensively. Mm. And if you don't catch some of those nuances, I'll be talking about a lot of those nuances. Um, the personnel, I think, is, is going to speak for itself. I think People are going to be excited to see some of the returning missionaries. Um, obviously, the transfer, Keaton Slovis. You're going to get a real taste for his release and some of his vision in Aaron Roderick's offense and uh, how Fessy Sataki and Aaron Roderick worked together with, with Keaton to try to get him up to where you had a Zach Wilson or you had a Jaron Hall. Mm. That's the hope that you can get Keaton Slovis to that level of performance, accuracy, and efficiency. And... I'm excited because BYU fans are going to get to see this offensive line for the first time. And I have a belief that this offensive line is, and I know losing Blake Freeland's really difficult. And the Barringtons. It, it's, those are, those are really difficult. Yeah. But I yeah. think there are some amazing components. I cannot wait for people to see mm. Kingsley's growth. Kingsley Suamata'ea is... He's special. He's one of those special offensive linemen on the outside, and I'm really excited about that. And then... I think that Connor Pay in, in the inside taking those center snaps is really going to anchor that thing down. They're just going to get a sense of what this first Big 12 team is going to look like. And I'm excited for them to see it, specifically the defensive side, because it's going to look it's recognizably different. Yes. It's exciting. And I think recognizably better. Those are the fingers crossed. Yes, that, yeah. Is, yeah. that is the hope. And hope springs eternal. And prayer well, for I know everybody. This staff, I actually sent out a staff wish list when we knew that the defensive staff was going to change. Yeah. This staff was essentially my wish list. Mm. Everyone, every there, there, was, there was there was one name that was that was left off, but you this, got three out of the four. This was this was the group. Wow. wow. Yeah, this is the group. Can you write people some more wish lists? <laughs> people should be thrilled about Jay Hill. Uh, you know, one of the things of me taking this job was thinking I am so pumped to call these games yes. for Jay and for Aaron Roderick and for Kalani. And Big 12. Because these guys' vision of football yeah. is awesome. And to call the Big 12 games. Amazing. What a thrill. 
It's going to be awesome. You know, to have a chance with Oklahoma and Texas. As you mentioned, I've done a lot of SEC games. I've called the Ole Misses and the Iowas and the Kentuckys. I've, I've called a lot of those big Big Ten SEC matchups, and I love those. But it's Big 12. It's conference play. And I, I'm hoping to bring that energy excitement. I will warn people, you probably think of me as being kind of a comedian funny. When, it, when the game kicks, all business, it's baby. actually it's business. Yep. And it's, it's not pulled into a brand. It's pulled into the game. And I get pulled into the emotional matchups and aspects of the game. And I try to bring that through the broadcast. Uh, the, the matchups, I identify certain matchups going into a game. The, the battles inside the big battle. And I focus on those things and get drawn into them emotionally. And so I try to take people on that journey during game day in those broadcasts. I'm excited about that. Hans, congratulations again. Yeah, congrats, uh, we're thrilled man. to have it's you. Awesome. We're thrilled to have you be more of a, you know, an integral part of BYU Sports Nation altogether. Can't wait to listen. Um, and if you could make a wish list that includes at least eight wins for BYU football next year. <laughs> That'd be nice. Be, that'll be great. That'd, that'd be, be great. great. Congrats, well, we, man. We can make it. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. You got it. Yep. Okay, Friday uh, tomorrow, we've got the uh, football scrimmage live at 5 Eastern time from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Weather could be interesting. We got you. Tune in. It's part of a huge day on BYU TV, 5 Eastern time for the spring scrimmage. And how about this? BYU versus Nebraska again, but this time in a bowl game? Who said it? Who's projecting it? And how do you feel about it? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. A bit of an announcement ourselves as well with the uh, Scrimmage and Alumni Day tomorrow. Joining us on the broadcast with Dave and Blaine will be Kyle Van Oy. KBN does it again! He'll hang out with us and uh, have plenty to say, which will be fun, so that'll be great. It's always nice to have an NFL linebacker join the live broadcast, right? Yeah. Not named David. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Current. Like current, oh, current NFL yeah, linebacker yeah, absolutely. in the game right absolutely. now. David still plays in my mind, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he is Jerem. I am Spencer. We were going for the subtle approach with our baseball team yep, gear today. Not sure who we like. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Big Game Boomer projects BYU playing Nebraska in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl at Chase okay. Field in Phoenix. What's not to like about this projection? I love everything about this projection. This is, I'm looking back at 12 seasons of football independence, and never at this point of any preseason was BYU locked in to a like a somewhat notable bowl game against a another like power five opponent, like a big name brand. Okay, so the thought the thought of BYU Nebraska in a bowl game is super fun. Eleven power five opponents. Let's go. Um, yeah, and what do you want out of a bowl game? Do you want a uh, compelling opponent? Opponent and a great B5. warm location. And a great warm location. Not Shreveport. And for, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for BYU, it's probably like a certain amount of money, right? You're going to get to some bowls to pay out uh, more. The Big 12 is going to have a bowl issue, though, because last year they had ties to six plus kind of two contingency bowls. 
Last year, 12 of the 14 teams were bowl eligible of the 14 that they will have this year. Okay. So who, how's that gonna work? Uh, well, maybe some of those teams, because it is a 14 team conference, won't be bowl eligible. Maybe they only have 10 bowl eligible But teams. still, there were only eight last year, so are they adding bowl games? We'll see. I love the idea of, yes, Phoenix, huge fan base in the Valley of the Sun for BYU. Nebraska, the 2015 yes. stuff is great. Yeah, um, and, and to me, outside of the New Year's Six and kind of Alamo, Holiday, and Capital One, all the bowls are kind of the same in terms of like quality slash relevance, but certainly there will be bowls that pay more, that have better opponents, uh, that will be more of a, a game you get up for in the fall, uh, in the uh, almost winter. You know what I love about this is that BYU in the late season context, it's like, hey, if they win their final two games, if they win their final game, maybe they elevate to the Holiday Bowl. Like, there's that they context in play. Bowl. I wish right? Holiday was in the mix. But yeah, Alamo, this one it was last year. Alamo, Cheez-It, Texas, Liberty, Guaranteed Rate. The two that were, um, you know, in the, in the mix there were Armed Forces first responder were like the contingency two. Okay. Those are nice. BYU played in one of those in the last 12 years. Great. You know, <laughs> armed forces, and it was the first year. I just I just like the idea that, yeah, there's guarantees in there. <laughs> Guaranteed, Guaranteed rate bowl. Come on now. It's free plug. All right, men's volleyball hosting USC tonight. I they heard put, that. They put once again their home undefeated streak on the line, 10 and 0 this season. Will BYU men's volleyball finish the season unbeaten in the Smithfield House? Absolutely they will. BYU's, I don't believe BYU is going to lose this week against USC okay. tonight and tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Then in two weeks after a bye week against Stanford. I believe BYU will finish 14-0 at home undefeated for only the third time in program history. Yeah, they've gotten to this point and they're now better than the remaining games, like better than the teams they play in the remaining matches at home. So they frankly, should. if they don't finish undefeated at home at this point, it would be disappointing. Yes, BYU should uh, hold down home court. Yeah, 14-0. Really and uh, as you pointed out, maybe they climb to as high as number five in the polls. They could. Depending on what happens. They could uh, They could pass up uh, UC Irvine here. Yeah, let's, let's just, I mean, we're hoping UC Irvine loses significantly and to Hawaii GCU this week. And lose a couple to UCLA this yeah. weekend. So. Yeah. Does it need to UC be Irvine like? Hawaii next week. Do they need to be blown out, GCU and UC Irvine, for BYU to like ascend into the top five? Maybe. Ah, so like we're hoping for like yeah. lopsided wins GCU by the powerhouses. Could split at home and then not fall. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. It's opening day in the MLB. Not sure if you could see that. Um, <laughs> what's the best thing about opening day? To you? Um. Let's see. Every team is zero and zero. It, it's just. It's kind of like, uh, we joked about it being a national holiday. It feels a little bit that way for, for sports fans. Like, it's it's just like this collection, like, yes, here we go. It's a renewal. It's the springtime. Even though it's snowing in Utah, it's, it's you know, it's, there's warmth. There's, there's a newness to it. And hope springs eternal for every Major League Baseball team. Just maybe, maybe this is the year for my squad. Maybe. Um, the great Dave Niehaus said it best. He said, they say, that you don't grip a baseball, baseball grips you. Mm. And today we begin that journey of 162 games. New rules, sped up, like those. bigger bases. I like that. No shifts. You know, uh, I, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a fun season, let's go. Okay, watch Dennis Pitt and other former BYU greats as they compete one more time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for tomorrow's alumni game, seven Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV and the app. Up next, BYU Volleyball senior setter Heath Hughes is healthy and back. And he's also in studio. How he overcame a broken finger 
to help BYU win dramatic matches last week. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's go! This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. Man, those, I just think I'm gonna get used to the colors on the camera. <laughs> I'm kind of getting used to them. Can they're, we do this every day? Very bright. No? Okay. The teal and orange, very bright. <laughs> uh, we've got a fantastic personality in Studio B with us. Our second guest of the day, he is BYU senior setter, yeah. Heath Hughes. What's up, Heath? What's up? How we doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. How are you guys? Awesome. We're great. How uh, are you feeling coming off uh, overcoming a broken finger and helping BYU win some huge matches? <laughs> Fingers don't matter for a setter, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm feeling fresh. I'm ready to go. Happy to be back. Um, it's great to be back on the court. You were finally cleared fully because uh, you could serve against Ohio State. Yes. You missed six matches. You, you, you served in two, and then last week you were back. How'd the pinky feel? And you, you played with it taped to your ring finger, right? Which is probably yes. a little gnarly. I'm playing with it taped. It's a little weird to set. I'm getting used to it, but it feels normal. Um, it's not as strong as it used to be, so yeah. if I go up for a joust, I can feel it a little bit there. But other than that, I told the coaches just like, Treat me like I'm normal. I'm wow. Fine. Yeah. So performance-wise, other than that unique joust situation, at the yeah. end, you feel 100%. Just don't think about it. It's not, it's not hurt. Uh, <laughs> and you have three screws in there. Yes. That's, that's wild. What, what happened with it, and then how hard was it to kind of sit out those almost uh, you know, two months' worth of games? Yeah, so it was just a normal day of practice, and I was going up to block and a blocking drill, and the ball just hit it perfectly right on top of the pinky, and it broke the lower digit. Kind of like shattered it. Mm. Um, thoughts were that we could just kind of power through it, but it needed surgery to speed up recovery, so we did that. And I mean, it's it was not ideal sitting out for six matches, especially the start of conference sure. in your last season. Um, but it is what it is. You have yep. to stay level and keep going. Checked out one month because you played two a week. Yeah. Um, and then, but two of those were Grand Canyon, yeah. where you played. Yeah. How hard was that to not be able to play in those matches? It it was pretty difficult. I mean, they did well. We played well against them too, but um not I feel being like a, if you're playing heat though, you split. You yeah. Just get one. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, yeah. But um it was nice to be there and like see everyone be back in the old stomping grounds. But I want to play them 100% again. In the MPS tournament? tournament? If that's how it matches up. If absolutely. It, if there's a 2-3 scenario, that could be in the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we know. <laughs> I'm mentally circling this Palo right Alto now. Come on. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's go. Heath Hughes is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What has changed for this team uh, from the beginning of the season to now where here you are, number seven in the country, you've won 10 at home and lost none. Like, there, so, it feels like something has clicked. So what is that? What's working right now for BYU Volleyball, and, and what has helped you kind of turn the page to success? You know, they always say it's like, by the end of the season, you want to be at your peak, and I think we're on this upward trend, and yeah. we're trending at the right point. I think it's the same exact team as last year. We just all have to prove something this year. It's my last year. I want to prove something before I go, and I'm done, and they want to prove that last year was not them, and 
I think we're trending the right way. Yeah, six more wins than last year already, which has been awesome. And it's a really young group. Um, your, your primary pins, you know, Capono's a junior, but yeah. like if it's, if it's Luke and Trent and Mix, those guys are freshmen or sophomores. Yeah. And here you are, the seasoned vet with like old man Mitchell Worthington, right? right. Um, <laughs> what's it like to uh, kind of lead this group into what you hope is a very uh, awesome finish to the season? I mean, oftentimes I don't even realize that they're that, they're that young. Like, they play like they're fifth-year seniors. They act like they are veterans of the game, and I love it because, honestly, we lead ourselves. Like, we're all kind of in it together. There's not one person that's, like, our chief. We're just running it together, and I think it's because we mesh so well together. That's why we're doing so well. At some point, did you cease to feel like the new guy? Because as a setter, you're inherently a leader. Absolutely. But also it's kind of your one year here, right, as a great yeah. transfer? Yeah, absolutely. Like, especially as a setter, I have to come in and figure out how to set all these, what, 12 guys. Yeah. They all have different sets, figure out as fast as I can while making them like me and want to play next to me. So it was pretty it – it was a job the first month I was here, but – I kind of like stepped into the role comfortably, and I'm good now. It's awesome. It's easy. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay along that line of questioning. How have you evolved uh, as a player, and how have you changed now that you've been at BYU compared to the product that you were, which was a great one at Grand Canyon? Yeah. Um, I think it was definitely like a, I don't know, a humbling experience, like leaving somewhere and going somewhere new. You have to kind of step out of whatever you built and rebuild. Um, and I think – it made me a better player because I had to adapt and change and I have to set a different offense. It's different than what we wanted to do at GCU. And it's, it like pushed me out of my comfort zone. Mm. Yeah. How would you describe your journey? Because you're from Florida, but you went to GCU in Arizona and you played beach on the collegiate national team. In fact, September you went to Brazil and now you find yourself at uh, BYU, one of the biggest programs in men's volleyball. What's that been like for you? I would have never thought that I would have ended up here. I mean, <laughs> I, I always thought of BYU Volleyball as just like this big top three powerhouse in the country, and I am definitely used to warm weather. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> With playing beach, Florida, Arizona, I, it's so cool. Like, I would have never thought that I'd be here. How would you explain the Smith Fieldhouse as a guy that is now for the first year, now playing in front of a home crowd at the Smithfield House. You, pl you played BYU like a million times, right. too, on the other side. Uh, right, ton. but on the other side. Yes. But as a home, yes. as a member of the home team. It's unreal. Yeah. Like, it's a privilege to be able to play in front of 4,000-plus every single match. Like, nobody in the country, maybe one other school gets to do that. Right. And you're lucky. It's, I'm so lucky to play in front of that fan. It's yeah. fun. Every time we show up for a match, it's like... This is going to be a fun night, like no matter who the opponent is, no matter the situation. But when you have a 10-0 record and you're in third place and in comes USC, who sure has struggled, but they are talented, what is, uh, what is BYU in for this weekend against the Trojans? It's going to be a dogfight. I mean, they're a good team. USC is always a good team. They get a lot of top recruits, well-rounded players. So, I mean, if we don't come out with intensity from the start, they'll jump on us. Um, but being 10-0, I don't – feel any pressure because we're just going to go out and do what we always do and play our game and that comes with good results. Heath Hughes is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's next for you in your volleyball career following BYU? Like is this something you still want to pursue or is it on to different aspects of life? So I mean the original plan was to keep playing volleyball whether that's beach volleyball or indoor volleyball but I stopped by a career fair here at BYU and got hooked up for a really like a dream job that I want to do in healthcare administration through nice. BYU. 
So it was the offer was too good to not kind of entertain it. So I'm going to go that route first. A okay. lot of athletes kind of go pro and then wait till they get a job. But I got the job first, and we can go pro after. But so you yeah. have a job waiting for you. I do have a job waiting for me in May. Awesome! Outstanding! <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. That's the point of college. This it just is. in. It's uh, <laughs> to get a job after, which is awesome. Well, that's sweet. Um, how would you sort of summarize your experience being at BYU this year with this team and kind of what's left for you guys? Because you have, you have four matches left and then the MPSF tournament. And, hey, if you do well there, the NCAA tournament perhaps. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've just summarized my experience here. It's just I wish I would have been here the past four years. Mm. Like, it's been awesome. Hey, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> and for what's to come, I mean, we're just going to give it our best and we're going to get – the result that we, I mean, the input that we put in is the result we're going to get out. So we're just going to keep giving our best and hope for the best. And, and the banks have to stay above the eyes, right? The banks have to stay above the eyes. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like preseason they were a little long and, and no you're more like mullet. shaking them out. No and more no mullet. More, <laughs> no, yeah. What is, what is Mix, uh, what are Mix and Luke doing with their hair, by the way? Yeah. They are interesting cuts. We don't really ask. We just, I mean, they, nobody asked me when I had a mullet. So we kind of just do what you want to do. Mix got interesting. Luke looks like he just woke up. But those dudes can ball. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. To each their own with hair. To each their own. Yeah, Steve's had the same own. haircut since oh. 1992. Oh. So <laughs> it's all good, man. Heath, great to have you on the show. Absolutely. Congratulations on your success. So glad that you're healthy and uh, feeling good. And good luck to, against USC tonight and through the weekend. Thank you. Okay, watch Heath Hughes and his bangs tonight at 9 Eastern time against mm -hmm. USC. Number 11 versus number 7. We call this the Keaton Slovis Bowl. 9 Eastern time on BYU. Oh, we're calling it the Keaton Slovis Bowl. Yeah. All right. Sure. I like that. What are you most interested to see in tomorrow's BYU football scrimmage? Our elite response to that question coming up. Hands. Look at big hands rumble. Rumbling, stumbling, touchdown. This what is, is this celebration? What is that? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. A reminder to join us tomorrow for a two-hour BYU Sports Nation Alumni Day special. Our question of the day, what are you most interested to see from BYU football in tomorrow's spring scrimmage? Live on BYU TV, our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Corey on Facebook who says, I'm hoping to see some spring weather as opposed to the eternal winter we are having. Winter is coming still? Uh, hopefully <laughs> winter, not. Winter is here. It has it's been it for a long came. time. Yeah, go away now. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to Hans Olsen. Hans Olsen. Olsen. Super excited to have him part of the team here. It's going to be awesome. Our thanks to today's guest, Hans Olsen, and he views the BYU Volleyball. H guys. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time, although we will see you tomorrow, Dennis. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to McKenna Santiago. We'll see you tomorrow for that two-hour BYU Sports Nation with an incredible guest lineup. Go Cougs!